0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. So last weekend we were going to go to Dave Con and Lansing, but a couple days beforehand, a tree fell on me. Again, Mary, yeah, Mary, yeah. she had to come out and yeah, I had
1: to come out and get, take it off, get of it me.
0: off of me. So it was kind of stuck. I couldn't get it to lift. That's the second time a tree has fallen on me. Trees don't like me. I think our next house
1: no trees. No
0: trees. No grass either. I like just just like scorched earth like like Mad Max style yard, I think. No. No. But maybe no trees cuz at least no trees are going to fall on me.
1: <laughs> that was that was really strange when I got out there and there you are with the friggin' tree on top of you.
0: I have I have a I have a gift. Yeah. So my back wasn't in the best shape, and I wouldn't have been in shape to drive out to Lansing. For either of us to drive out to Lansing and play a 18xx game for three or four hours, I couldn't even concentrate on anything that whole weekend. Now this weekend, feeling a little bit better, and I went to Museum Fest in East Point. Um, you didn't come with me because you weren't feeling all no. that well.
1: Yeah, my back's bothering me yeah, today, we Yeah, so.
0: we, we, we trade off with it. Yeah, is what happens. This was weird because it, it was my first solo adventure in a long time. I'm not very good at driving. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have the best sense of direction. So driving to this museum fest, you know, I had to take Telegraph to ninety four, ninety four to nine mile, nine mile to Gratiot, and Gratiot to Stevens, where the museum is. It's the Michigan Military. Uh, Technical and History Museum. So I'm going down Telegraph to get at 94, only I get, instead of going east on 94...
1: Oh my god, you didn't.
0: I went west on 94. Now at some point, before I got to Chicago, I was like, wait a second, I'm going the wrong way. So I turned around.
1: That's why it took you so long to get out there. It took (laughs) me a little while, yeah. You haven't told me this yet. He just got home.
0: I just got home. I got there without any other problem, though. Now coming back home, I get on to Gratiot, and I'm looking for Nine Mile, and all of a sudden I see Eight Mile. Which, if you don't live in Michigan, then you don't know that the direction I'm going in, Nine Mile comes before Eight Mile, so I should have seen it already. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta turn around.
1: No, wait a minute. You were going south. Okay. Okay. You're you're going south, so yeah. That was the you passed Nine Mile, got to Eight That's Mile. T- you you could have gone over to the freeway from. Oh my god, you went all the way back to nine mile and you didn't go down eight mile to the freeway?
0: So I thought I had to go back on nine oh mile. Oh my
1: god. <laughs>
0: so So I got turned around and got onto nine mile. And then I'm taking nine mile back and trying to find ninety-four. And then I passed ninety-four. So I have to and I have to turn turn back around. The problem is there are no left turns on any of the side streets for a little while. Then I make that turn. Then I come back around, and I get on 94 going east, which is the wrong direction. So then I get turned around and go west on 94, I eventually got home. The, the moral of the story is I have a very bad sense of direction. I tend to, to, to miss things when, when I'm flying solo there. A couple times in the past, like just once or twice, I remember having to call you and asking you where I was. Oh, it
1: was more than twice.
0: Three.
1: Uh, I remember the first time you did that. I didn't know if he'd been in an accident. You, you called me at work and you said, where am I? I thought he'd been in an accident. He's wandering around with his phone. And he doesn't know what's going on. And uh, no, he was fine. He just took the wrong turn and had no idea where he was. Didn't know how to read a s- street sign.
0: No, I did. Just, there were no major streets. <laughs> they were all like little streets. Every street I came across was like, you know.
1: Where, you didn't know where you passed? You didn't no. know?
0: So, But I did get to the museum. Yeah. And I did get home. I'm yeah. here. Yep. So that worked out okay. So this is my first time going to like a a Wargamer's get-together. Most of my Wargaming has been like one-on-one, been solo. I haven't like been in a room with a bunch of war gamers playing a bunch of war games before. I was a little shy at first, I think. Most of the guys were playing uh, ASL, which I'd never actually seen that played in real life before, and they were explaining parts of it to me, and it seemed just as, as complicated as, as I thought, and that's that one's not for me. But they're, they're very nice about it. So I watched the guys playing ASL for a bit, and then I wandered over, and there were people playing uh, a Civil War game, a Gettysburg game, I think it was a Dean Essig design from the gamers and they played through a turn and at the end of the turn they moved the turn marker and now instead of 11 o'clock it was 11:15, and so I was like that this, these are the turns represent 15 minutes the turn represented 15 minutes how long does a turn take to play well once you get the hang of it, it takes about half an hour. And that just seemed like kind of a goofy time scale to me. I don't know. I kind of have a strong feeling about games where the turns take longer to play than the actual historical event. I'm okay with it when it's like an air game. Those decisions are just split-second decisions, snap decisions.
1: Kind of like M.A.S.H. M.A.S.H. was a lot longer than the actual war.
0: This is true. It was on for 11 years, 11 13, years.
1: Yeah. something like that. I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of it.
0: The movie I like okay.
1: Yeah, I like the movie.
0: I I, th- I think the movie was was funnier, and uh, it had something to it. It was kind of acerbic, and I didn't really get that much of that from MASH. But when I saw MASH, the TV show, it was in reruns, and I you was know, a kid. When I saw the movie, I, I was an adult, so maybe I just didn't appreciate what was there. I don't know. I know a lot of people really like it. but
1: mm-hmm. I grew tired of it quickly. Yeah. After the first year, I was already winding down i watched some of the second year.
0: I mean, I would say most most sitcoms probably have that same feel. I know we watched on Netflix the one with the bar. What's the one with the bar? Cheers. Cheers. We got through the first season. We didn't really feel the need to go to the second season at that point.
1: I I really had no desire to pursue the second season.
0: Now, the one we have been watching, LOLO, and we're like on season six of that, and we're still enjoying that quite a bit. And the writing's just very sharp. The writing wasn't always sharp in Cheers. And a lot of times it was really mean to the woman. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the 80s, but. Yeah. Not that LOLO is really like.
1: No, I, I was, I was going to say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's female characters, but, but they're all cartoon characters, so it, none of them are really well rounded characters in LOLO. Mm-hmm. So they're all the figures of fun. They're all being made fun of. Uh, where Cheers, it felt more like the joke was always on whatever the woman's name was Diane. Yeah. The joke was always on her. And that got hard to take. I had the same problem with um, the IT crowd when we saw it the second time yeah. through. Yeah. Like, all all the jokes were on her and not on the the dorks. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: so I, I sat around for a while watching people uh, play games. And there was one guy who brought his grandkid. I think the kid was maybe 8 years old. I can't tell how old people are, whether they're kids or, or adults or whatever. Um, You
1: can tell when somebody's a kid, though, and when somebody's an adult.
0: Sometimes. But I think he was like eight, and he wanted to play something with someone. And he was asking if he could play ASL, and they were like, no.
1: Well, you don't really want to play with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, in general, kid or otherwise. Yeah. And he was asking, can I play this game, can I play that game? And everyone was like, "Uh, not, not really, and they're really too complicated for him. And I started to feel... I started to feel kind of sorry for the kid. And so I broke out Battles on the Ice. So I brought three games with me. Someone wanted to look at shell Campaign, so I brought that and I brought Table Battles to try to show that off, but I didn't get a chance to really. And I bought Battles on the Ice. Of these games, the shell Campaign is way too complicated for a kid. Uh, table Battles is like the simplest of the ones that are remaining there, but not really for a kid though. Like the rules are simple, but the decision space I think is naughty enough is hard to untangle, I don't think that'd be work for a kid. Like if a adult wants to who's not a war gamer wants to play either table battles or battles on the ice, I'm gonna recommend table battles. But for a kid, battles on the ice, even though the rules are more complex than table battles it's going to be easier for a kid to grasp, I think. So I set it up, and you know, I asked him, do you want to play? He's like, yes, I want to play. And so we played, and I taught him the rules. I left a couple little things out. they didn't want to overcomplicate it for him. I gave him the Livonians, and I played the Novgorod, which the Novgorod player actually has some advantages, but the units are generally weaker, and it's, it's a defensive position, whereas the Livonians are attacking. So I figured that'd be good for him. And you know he did okay. He kept trying to do things that weren't in the rules and I would remind him like, "Well, no, you can't do this and you can't do that." He was trying to get restless, I think. So by the end I kind of just let him do things. Like the guy moved four hexes instead of three.
1: Yeah, they teleported around. Or that.
0: teleported yeah. from one end of the battlefield to the other. Guy is attacked that. twice on a turn and
1: That's what kids do though. They teleport or they just yeah. knock something over. and
0: usually when I'm playing a game with a kid which is not very often because I don't really like kids kids are like dogs and that I prefer cats both both to kids and to dogs I don't wow. really like dogs but if a dog is sad or in trouble i'll I'll help the dog out it's kind of the same way with kids So, I'll, you know i'll I will play a game with a kid and usually I'm very much a stickler for the rules but something like this that's a bit more complicated if he was like 12 or 13. Then no, I'd be like, no, this is the way it goes. But he's, I assume eight. Again, I couldn't really tell. He might have even have been a, a short adult. I'm not sure. But I'm not going to be a stickler for that.
1: You can't be with kids under a certain age.
0: Well, like when I played with my nephew, when I played drafts with him.
1: Didn't you play Chinese checkers with him too?
0: No, I did not. I, was it regular checkers? I don't, it was drafts, Oh, that, yeah. was,
1: that was your... My sister, played your
0: sister Chinese Chinese plays Chinese checkers. sister plays Chinese checkers. I don't actually know how to play Chinese checkers. I've never played it. Yeah, but,
1: they didn't play Chinese chess. No, when I no, was because, because
0: he 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 would explode things like, "Oh, you blew up! My atom bomb blew you up!" That's not how it works. But when I play drafts with him, we play by the rule, and and he whined a lot. He whined a lot, and the rules are: if you have to, if if you can take a jump, you have to take a jump. That's the whole. Decision space That's the whole point of the game. That's the whole strategy of the game. And you see people sometimes on the internet complaining about you know, some phone version of drafts or checkers where it's like, it makes you take a jump. Why does it do this? Because those are the rules of the game, you, you goofball. And so I made sure he played by the rules. I didn't have that problem playing battles on the ice with this kid at the war game thing. Um, mostly because I was just amused by the teleporting horses. But uh, he had fun. He, he, uh, he won. Perhaps he scored less vp than was necessary to win the game but that was okay it, it wasn't really playing for me it was playing for him so that he would feel like he was playing a game now if we had had Bitskrieg yet that's the one i would have chosen because oh, yeah. that is a good game to play with a kid
1: yeah
0: and the the kids seemed to enjoy it and uh, his, his granddad asked how much the game was so maybe we'll have a sale there so it turned out okay. Everyone everyone's pretty nice and welcoming. I'm just kind of shy around new people, I think. So that was my uh solo adventure today, and while I was doing that, you were bagging up a bunch of supply lines cubes because we ran out of those again. We ran out of those pretty quickly. That yeah. sounds pretty quickly. We never seem to keep enough in stock. Like we'll get like we'll send a lot more this time. And then they still just... they're like hot pockets. Because when I buy hot pockets, which I don't do very often because they're not really food, but when I do, no matter how many I buy, what quantity I buy, they're always gone within X amount of time. It's, you know, maybe seven days, might be 10, whatever that basic time frame is, like less than a fortnight, they're all gone. It could be uh, I have 10, I could have 17, I could have 34. Doesn't matter how many I buy, it will be on sale. And Mary doesn't really want me to buy hot pockets, but she say this is a good price. We should get an extra box. It will still be gone in the same amount of time. We're not buying like twenty days worth of hot pockets. No matter how many hot pockets we buy, it is only gonna be ten days worth of hot pockets. Supply so lines cubes are the same way. No matter how many we bag up and send to our printer, we only have enough for three weeks. It it, it doesn't matter if we send five times as many as we did last time. It's gonna be enough for three weeks. That's a good problem to have. I, I'm not complaining. Maybe we're gonna have that with tail battles as well. The rate it's going.
1: Good problem to have, though.
0: It's a good. Pro- it's a very good problem to
1: have. Yeah.
0: Really, almost all of our problems are good problems to have. We're kind of in a blessed position there. We have the the best job in the world. I have the best boss in the world.
1: I'm the best boss. You're the best boss in the world. Yep, yeah, I'm the best boss. I just said that. Well, that's enough for today. Bye, everybody. Bye.